Avenue Channel. The New Channel. Hashtag TNC Now. The views, opinions, and insights expressed in the following shows are those of the host, producers, guests, and viewers. They do not necessarily reflect the position of the channel. Viewer discretion is advised. Well, hello and welcome to the new channel. Born out of passion, we are a community that helps you be the new you. My name is Michelle Moross and I'm live streaming from the beautiful mountains of Colorado, United States of America. You're watching Mental Shift Season 4, Episode 51. Well, good evening to the United States and to the Philippines. Magandang umaga sa inyong lahat. My guest tonight, her passion is to empower women in the marketplace with biblically based with a biblically based twist, and she believes that we're all created to succeed. We have a lot of that in common. She started her company Live LLC, which stands for Learning to Live in Victory and Excellence, and got certified as a John Maxwell coach. We're sisters from another mister. We're both John Maxwell coaches. And then at the age of 59, she realized she needed an MBA that was focused in leadership to go along with her engineering and theology degrees. And she really wanted to help women in the marketplace. And being a woman in the STEM industry started in the early 80s and learned to be resilient. Women are so gifted, and it's her desire to build them with confidence and remind them of their uniqueness in life and in the marketplace. She has a lot of books out. I, she's, it's, I've got six, at least, that I know of. Mountain Moving Made Easy, the workbook that goes along with that. Women in Leadership, Living Beyond Challenges. That's one title. And then the next one is Team Leaders and Change. Oh, Teams, Leaders, and Change, TLC, Accelerating Women in STEM, and the ABCs of, I'm going to say this wrong, Endurance. And then the last one is how I met her, Resilient, a key to being brilliant. And so we'll talk a lot about all the different books and where she's come from and where she's going and the things she's bringing to the world. So please welcome my very special guest, Dr. Yvette Rice. 
Good Hi. evening. Good evening. No, I'm so excited that you were able to come on with me because I met you through Dr. Amanda Goodson, who was also on the show with this book. She invited me to come on and be the, to write the forward. Oh, thank you for that. To write the forward for this book. And then I met all of you on a Zoom call and I said, wow, everyone in this book is extra special. Oh my goodness, the world needs to meet all of you. And so I wanted to bring each of you on and I brought you on because you edited. <laughs> yes. If it wasn't for you, the book wouldn't be readable. <laughs> I love editors. <laughs> Thank you. It, it was such a pleasure to work with every author. Each one of them had a wonderful story of resilience. And um, I believe that when we go through things and the resilience that comes out of us unlocks that brilliance, that brilliant person on the inside. So it was a pleasure. And it was such a pleasure to meet you through Dr. Goodson. Thank you. No, and it was just, it really is. And uh, the show is called Mental Shift. And basically what we talk about is, well, basically your journey. So I know you're an engineer, but you also have a degree in theology and you went back for another uh, an MBA for, for more leadership. And then you also joined the John Maxwell team. You sound like me, a glutton for punishment. Uh, we, we love to learn. And what I'm, I'm curious about is in your engineering world, when you learn that resiliency, I mean, I, as a woman in engineering also, I mean, that was a tough world to be in. And um, you learn to take care of yourself because of the world we were in. And what I wanted to ask you is what were you doing before and what helped you shift to some mindset of, I'm going to bring this to the world. I'm going to help more women step into their power. Um, when I graduated, uh, in I actually graduated in petroleum engineering back in the early 80s. And of course, there were few women engineers at the time. And um, there were some with welcoming arms. They were excited that we were, you know, I was a part of the engineering team. And there were others who weren't ready for women. And um, actually, and I even had a professor to tell me while I was in college, you'll never be an engineer. And so I learned to build myself up and encourage myself that to know that regardless of what others think, I, uh, I can be anything that I excel or push myself to become. And oh, of course I had some heavenly help. So um, once I got into the field, the more women I met, um, the more I realized that there are so many women that in the, in the STEM industry and actually in the marketplace, that needed encouragement and to be built up and reassured that the gifts that they've been given, they're not to be hidden and you shouldn't be intimidated to share them. And so I, um, it, God just put it on my heart to create live. And I started out with uh, ladies living in victory and excellence. And then I said, well, we all need to learn to live in victory and excellence. So I opened it up and made it broader, but it kept coming back to women in the marketplace and recognizing that their gifts are given to us for a reason. And we shouldn't be ashamed of them. We should be bold and be that wonderful person that we were created to become. Fantastic. I needed you in my world when I was in engineering because I'm one of the ones who gave up. 
I mean, I, I stopped and it was because I had, um, my advisor kept telling me every time I would go in, he would say, you're going to fail. There's no reason you're in here. You're just going to be, you know, you're just going to get married. Why are you going through all this? Trouble? And he would just, he would just push on me. And I remember one day I went, fine, I'll switch. I'll go to marketing. And it was my senior year. I left. Wow. So that transition, and I, I know that STEM in desire within you is still there because look what, what you're doing now. I mean, you're still involved in technology. Yes. And well, <laughs> my master's is in quality systems management. Uh, so I went back into that, that techie details because mm -hmm. I love to watch things transform. I like to watch things change. And so I use what I learned in engineering. I was only industrial engineering, so I, I was doing the mechanism already. But mm -hmm. I love to see and apply my technical knowledge to people and systems. So I go in and I look at the person as an individual and say, you know, here are all your pieces and parts. Where do we find the bottlenecks in what you're in your processes of being efficient? And so I'm doing the same thing, but I'm doing it absolutely in people. And so I tell people, you know, it doesn't matter what you got your degree in, you still learned, you can still apply it. Don't beat yourself up for what you didn't finish. Stop apologizing for what you're not. Embrace who you are now, take what you know, and move on. Part of that absolutely. was the resiliency thing, right? Absolutely, it does. It involves a resiliency piece. And even now, um, I, I feel like now I went the STEM route so that I could help women in STEM now. Um, I had to experience it many times, uh, even with coaching. Mm -hmm. If, if uh, we, we coach people through what we've already experienced or what we, we've been through. Uh, and so even with the STEM background, and now I'm more focused on not doing the numbers, but building women up who are still in STEM or women in the marketplace, it is uh, it is so important that I still had that background. But then I realized I needed an MBA. If I'm going to talk about business as well, uh, at 59 years old, I went back and got an MBA. And people go, why in the world would you do that? But I believe that in excellence, you're always learning. We're always growing. It's very necessary. Yeah, I, I said the same thing. I'm, I'm, I'm 53. I went back for my doctorate. And people are like, you're so busy. Why would you go back for a doctorate? I said, I'm always learning anyways. I might as well Absolutely. get you know, one, more, one more little seal in my name because I'm doing it anyways. And always learning, always growing, always. Oh, Dr. Amanda Goodson says hi. She's on the, she's watching us. Hello, Dr. Goodson. <laughs> if you do us a favor, everyone out there watching, please share the live stream so that other people can come on and meet and see this wonderful woman. And, and hello, Dr. Goodson. <laughs> Thank you for introducing us. We appreciate it. And we've been talking about the book already. We'll get more into where that came from and where that idea is going. And um, we're going to have more of the authors on anyways. I've got more coming up in the uh, in the future but anyways may i call you yvette or do you want me to call yeah, you no. yvette is fine it's perfect. you know why my sister's name is yvette so every time i say your name i'm not used to meeting yvettes she's the only one i've ever met you're my second yvette well I, that is a pleasure knowing i named my daughter oh we named our daughter yvette she has my middle name so i i wanted to pass it on to her but oh. sure i feel like we're friends so call me Yvette. 
Yay. Okay. Thank you, Yvette. I just smile because it's my sister's name. I'm like, it's so rare. <laughs> so you, in that, you've went back to school to get your leadership and to, to be able to go back and have added knowledge into what you already, basically you're building your toolbox in order to help people in a bigger, greater scale. And for those of you who are watching, if you looked at the, uh, the introduction for, for Dr. Yvette Rice, she has an extensive background. She is very well versed and using it in the marketplace. And what was I going to say about that? I wanted to ask you about how do you help people as a coach? What kind of coaching do you do so that when people are looking for a coach and they meet you, what can they expect? What do you, what do you specialize in specifically? How would um, they I, I like to share in becoming self-aware. Uh, we coach, uh, I like to specialize in areas of leadership development, but also uh, professional development in uh, becoming more confident about yourselves. Uh, it is so important for us to know who we are, and I say whose we are, because many times we are uh, have so many gifts and abilities, but we allow um, the surroundings or our environments in the marketplace to cause us to be more fearful about sharing our gifts. Uh, we also, especially as women, sometimes we hide our gifts and who we are. So it's important to me or for me to uh, help women develop in confidence uh, uh, wherever they're seated. Uh, when they walk into a room, to, to walk in knowing I belong, I belong there, uh, I'm put here for a reason and I add value when I step in the room. And that's some of the things that I find um, many, many women battle with. In fact, I had that problem. Uh, I battled with that, especially as a, um, a woman in ministry. You mentioned that I had a, a doctorate in theology and there was there was a season in my life where I was intimidated or uh, afraid to share those gifts. But now I realize um, it's important for us to be able or we put on this earth to be a salt and a light. And so we're put here to uh, to share who we are and not be afraid. I love that in, in your introduction, it, in, in your introduction, it said uh, unpo unapologetic. And I think that's what we should be when it comes to who we are. Exactly. And, and that's where I came to that term too, just like you. Um, here I was with all this, all this behind me and I would walk into the room and think, am I, should I, should I? And I would pull back. I would play mm -hmm. smaller because either I, I did. Well, I can tell you where it started when I was in engineering, being oh, one of the two women out of 300 or 500 men in the room. Mm -hmm. If you walked in and you looked a little on, they would pick on you because you were the girl. You would always, the professor was always asking us to solve everything. And it was weird because I could solve it. But in my mind, I said, don't don't walk into the room or you'll get called out. And I brought that into my adulthood. And no matter what I ended up, you know, my degrees or whatever I was doing, I'd walk in and try to kind of hide, you know? And I came to the, the realization as you're sharing with your clients, you must own you. You mm -hmm. must 
own what you've learned through your life and whatever you've gone through. That's why the whole resiliency comes into mind. We've gone through things not to be punished. We've gone through things in order to learn who we truly are. Own it. Step into that power because your confidence shows before your words in your brain come out. It comes, it exudes out of Absolutely. you. And whose we are is very important because like I, I told you earlier before we got on, mm -hmm. I, I played small because I always thought I was alone. I was always alone in a crowded room. And until I realized that I wasn't alone, that Absolutely. someone else had me, there was a confidence of, I got this because I know he's got me. And I, I, I am not afraid of any room anymore. And so that's a big power statement, especially for women in STEM, because we have brains. Mm -hmm. Don't let society tell you brains are bad. And I know society's getting better at it, but it's still in, it's still ingrained in us as children, as in our toys and everything like that. And it, it gets planted in us very subtly and you have to break through that. And in the world of STEM, we are the examples for all the other women coming behind us. So stand tall, own who you are and be the best version of you unapologetically. Absolutely. The first thing I tell a woman to do is look at her hands and see her fingerprints are different from anyone else's on the earth, which means she has a different mark to leave on the earth and don't be ashamed of who she is. Ooh, I like that. And, and I tell people, someone is waiting for your voice. Speak Absolutely. loud so they can hear you. Absolutely. We have a program, um, Dr. Goodson and I, and uh, um, another wonderful woman, Odetta Scott, and she's actually one of the authors in, Resi in the Resilience book. And um, our program is Teams, Leaders, and Change. And in it, we share for women, don't be afraid. Don't, don't make excuses for who you are. In fact, we've taught them when you walk in a room in a meeting, take your place at the table and don't sit small. Spread your wings and spread out because you have to claim your territory just like anyone else or another gentleman, anyone else in that room. Your, your giftings, your ability, you deserve to be where you are. And that's something that so many of us, just like you shared, so many of us women, we feel like we don't deserve. If we get promoted, the first thing we'll say is, I don't know how this happened, how I got promoted, or uh, I'm not really good enough for this. But that's not true. If you were placed in that position, you deserve to be there. Now shine with the gifts that you've been given. Shine bright, shine bright. Yeah, I, I remember as a as a young girl in, in engineering and I would I listened to that that counselor saying I wasn't good enough, I wouldn't make it. And now that I'm older and confident about it, I look back and do, why would I allow that other person to tell me what I could and could not do when I was the one who would I was tutoring most of the guys in that class. <laughs> How did I believe him? You know, it's like, why did I do that? Because I was allowing all the other voices. And then the one in my head that went, you're not good enough. You shouldn't do that. And that's why I love to shine lights on women like you and Dr. Goodson and, and Dada, because 
we need to realize that we are who we are because we are made by who we are made by and that we are put on this planet for that reason to give and to shine. We give a different perspective to all of these things. I, I always laugh about, um, I used to laugh in my engineering class when they would build, build you know, we would do our little, our little building structures. Uh -huh. I said, okay, man, you would build it strong. Yeah, he'd build it, you know, it'll look pretty, but I'm going to build it to make sure nobody dies in it. I mean, just because I was cognizant of how it would react to other people or, you know, the bridge that they're building. Oh, yeah, this, this, this. That. But what about the people? What if someone has, I mean, I always said, but what about, I always people. And so I'm like, maybe that's what I gave in that world. It was, I looked at, yes, it was great to cross that, but do we really need to cross it? And how many people are gonna, how is it gonna affect the overall? And they would do, Michelle, you are so funny. It's what I do now. I still look for the people. Hey, Marlon says hi. Oh, and the Elliot's are watching too, thank you. Oh, and my partner uh, <laughs> from Denim and Pearls. Hi, Brian, thank you for watching. And there's just so much about the world of STEM that um, makes me excited. And I love to highlight women in STEM because I was one who listened to society and dropped. And I always look back and think, wow, who would I be? And now I look at it and do, I'm so glad I experienced what I did so I can be who I am today. Absolutely. I don't think we go through anything um, that without a reason behind it. And um, so I, I, I also like to remind people of that. I was telling you, like I told you, you don't look like what you've been through. Uh, when we were talking earlier, a lot of people, everything that we go through is for a reason. And I believe it's a step to us getting further or growing and getting to the place where we're supposed to be. Oh, exactly. And I, I, I don't regret anything that's ever happened to me, uh, even the bad stuff because it's, it helped me. As I told you earlier, it was like I was in a shell and every time something happens and I learn a little piece of that shell comes off. And as I come through that darkness, I'm becoming brighter and lighter mm -hmm. and moving more efficiently. So wherever you're out in your world, whatever you're doing in your world, if you feel like you're being buried, it, that things are holding you back, remember it's the shell you're supposed to let go. Let that go, learn from it and keep growing because you are, if you are in the darkness, like buried, you're a seed. Let, let yourself sprout. Stop fighting the sprout. Let it go. Let's be. Absolutely. So, Yvette. Yes. I, I just have so much to ask about your background because you're in engineering and then you got your theology degree. So what, where did that come from? I'm an engineer. I think I'm going to go into theology. Where is that? That's such a juxtaposition. Um, and it's funny, my husband and I, I remember uh, I remember when my husband and I were engaged, I had a great aunt and you know, they're always, there's always wisdom with grandmothers and great aunts. And um, she told me, I know you're marrying a, a minister and I hope you realize that you're all I'm going, oh no, I'm not. And surely she was right. I ended up, my husband accepted a call in the ministry. And then I felt this tug about three years and two or three years in our marriage, but I kept it quiet. Didn't say a word to anyone. I just studied. I prayed. 
I didn't know, you know, I, and it was because I was a woman that I felt like, you know, I don't think I'm supposed to be doing this. Uh, and, and now I'm talking to my creator who made me in his image after his likeness to do what he wanted me to do. And I'm saying, you know, I really don't think this is for me. And the more I ran, the more, the greater the pull was on me. And now I realize it was so much more than what I thought because I thought it was just in the four walls with my husband, but it was for me in the marketplace because so many people don't real. I mean, and especially women, I, I even ask women uh, when I'm uh, in a seminar in a workshop, I bring uh, mirrors with me and I, and I pass them out and I ask them to look in that mirror and say something good to yourself. And I find that that's the hardest thing for the women to do. And I realize now it's because of how other people picture we think we should be and or um, how other people see us or the value they place in us. And so I realize now that the theology degree and, and, and the ministry, it's more about helping these helping women uh, to realize how crucial and important we are and why we're created in the image and the way we're created with the mind that we created. Just like you were talking about yourself with the, the thought about the bridge. Where I, our thoughts, a woman's mind goes into detail. We're very detailed when it comes to how we think. But a lot of times we shelter or want to hide what we've been given and the way we think. And I think my job from um, uh, as a minister is to remind women, you've been given those thoughts for a reason. Now let's use them and change the world. Yes, 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 yes. I, I love that mirror idea because you're right. You, I meet so many women in my coaching practice and they don't see themselves the way I see them. And, mm. and when you ask someone to describe themselves, it is not what, what we see. And then um, I did a self-exam, self basically, where I looked at myself and mm -hmm. I realized that I don't see me as other people see me. It's really bizarre and amazing how our brains work. And so it's wonderful to have someone like you in the marketplace to help us mm -hmm. all see who we truly are. Now, if someone wanted to be in one of your seminars or to hire you as a coach, where do they find you? Um, I'm, my email address is yvette.rice at llve-llc.com. I also have a Facebook page, uh, livellve-llc. I can be found on Facebook. If you look up Yvette Rice, you'll find my Facebook page. And I also have a webpage, livellve-llc.com. Everything's LLVE. <laughs> and it's constantly reminding me, learning to live in victory and excellence, because that's what it's about. We are supposed to live a victorious life. We're not put here to be defeated. And your life exhumes that or shares that. You, you share that story every time you come on, that mental shift. You share the fact that, hey, I may have been through some things but I'm victorious in everything I go through. And so that's what it's all about. That's why I, I, I started Live LLC. I love it. And when I look at Live LLC, it looks like love too. So live to love, love to live. 
And I always say that we are all love. You need to love yourself. We are love. So live. I tell people that all the time. There, I did an acronym of, of L-O-V-E and it is L is live like you have purpose because you do. And then uh, the O is take every opportunity to make the best of it. And the V is value not only other lives, but value your own life because you are important. And then the E is walking in excellence, doing everything in excellence, knowing that I have a purpose and it's a reason why I'm here. And I am put here to love myself first and then learn to love myself so that I can love others. That's critical. And that's the reason there's such a wall sometimes is because as women, we, we, we have not learned how to really love ourselves. Think about it. When someone gives us a compliment, what do we do? Oh, no, no. Thank you. You don't mean that, do you? Yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah, we, we, we belittle ourselves. I mean, and I always, I always think about, um, let's say a woman just had a baby. You just carried another life in your body for nine months. Absolutely. They do. But look at the fat on my stomach and look at it. And I'm like, really? You just carried a life in you and you want to instantly shrink back and your body's going to go back like it never had anything in it. Right. Think of that. Everything needs time. You know, I, and I, I, I look at that and do, we don't recognize what amazing amazing bodies we have what god created is so phenomenal what you can do and they're like oh but those robots are really cool i do yeah but these are we are self-replicating robots we are building other little baby robots in this i mean if you want to think of it that way uh, and realize how amazing our bodies are that what we can do and while we're doing this growing of another life our brains are still working. It's still thinking. It's still dreaming. It's still, it's constantly moving and it's constantly reproducing and changing and fixing. There is nothing ugly about any of us. There is nothing useless about any of us to your very tiny cell in your body. It is very productive and it is doing something amazing. And so you don't have to see the big picture if you don't want to want to focus on the little thing. Mm-hmm. Cut your finger. When you cut your finger, people think, I'm going to put a Band-Aid on it. My question is, does the Band-Aid, what does the Band-Aid do? All it does is hide the scar so your body can heal it. Mm-hmm. So who's really doing the healing? Your body. Who made it the body? God. Absolutely. Band-Aid is just a band-aid so you don't pick on it. And I, I was I love to do that to people because they realize, wait a minute, that is pretty amazing. Yes, you are part of that amazing. When you look in the mirror, I want you to find something beautiful and wonderful and brilliant about you every day and build on that list. Because as Yvette said earlier, you must own who you are and what you've gone through. Because that is part of what makes you as special as you are, as special as that fingerprint on your hand that we talked about earlier. You are so unique and so brilliant. And the only one that's holding you back is you. Absolutely. Oh, that's wonderfully said. 
Listen, I I understand. I feel the same way. I think I think that's part of our mission uh, as women, and and the path that we went through. We we I mean we share so much. Uh, the engineering, uh, the the even the the John Maxwell certifications, and 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 coaching and mentoring and developing women and people. But there's a passion about reminding all of these brilliant women all over the world to wasn't for us, where would the world be? Oh, now Sharn, Sharn Rice, is that how I'm saying her Sharnette. name? Sharn Rice, my daughter. good evening. Hello, daughter. Now we are going go, We are going on a commercial break. So those of you who are watching, please share this live stream. We will be right back after our commercials.
Well, hello. TNC is a live streaming platform on online shows for people on the go. So please watch all of our shows that are seen here on the screen. Now imagine having your own show, your own playlist, your own content, but TNC makes it easier for you. TNC aims to transform the lives of our viewers through engaging authentic and original content. Our vision is to become a global 24-7 live stream channel that showcases Filipino talent, global influencers, cultural intelligence, and ingenuity. Watch Mental Shift, which you're doing right now, every Tuesdays at 7.30 p.m. Mountain Time here in the United States and Wednesday morning at 10.30 a.m. in the Philippines. You can watch live or on replay via Facebook or YouTube, and please follow us on Instagram. You can listen to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You just need to search hashtag TNC now. And for sponsorships, please email N-O-W, so now, at thenewchannel.com or send a direct message straight to The New Channel. Enjoy these life-changing shows because we made them just for you. And tonight, my guest is Dr. Yvette Rice, and I'd like to welcome her back because I'd love to talk to her. Where is she? Here she is. <laughs> Well, while we were on break, Carrie Leslie came on and said, this is very encouraging. And um, Apple, Apple popped on too. And she's our, our, our head honcho. She helps this, this whole thing run. She's amazing. So thank you, ladies. Thank you. Now, we've got a little bit into your mental shift of going from what you did and then starting the, L, uh, the, the live LLC and now I want to ask you about when you joined, you you got your MBA in leadership and then also joined the John Maxwell team. So when you got that MBA in leadership, what triggered you to go into the John Maxwell team? Because I'm real curious about that. Okay. Well, actually, I went to the John Maxwell team first. Oh. Uh, I started, I went into with the John Maxwell team in the leadership group and um, I was engaged and it was exciting. And then I realized, you know, I need more knowledge related to leadership development because um, I, I took a break from engineering to do child rearing. And when I went back into the marketplace, I ended up uh, over a team that did not learn how to love each other, I should say. Uh, <laughs> there was some dysfunctionality. And so to make me a better leader, I actually uh, went through the uh, John John Maxwell Online University, and to to uh, develop my skills as a leader, find those areas that I was weak in, and try to build a stronger team. Once that happened, the ball started rolling. It led from from being a certified coach and keynote speaker to saying, "Oh, you know what? I feel I need really need to do this full time." And so that's where I started Live LLC. Once I started Live, I realized, okay, I have the, the John Maxwell certification, but people may look and think, you know, as women, a lot of times we feel like we never have enough uh, learning or education or the uh, degrees behind us to move us forward. So I, I realized I need to get that business sense because I had all the technology knowledge but not actual business knowledge uh, when it came to running the company. So I went back and got the MBA because I felt like I could mix the certification from John Maxwell, the, the, the theology degrees I had, and the leadership 
uh, specialty in an MBA program and put it all together to be the best uh, professional development co consultant that I could be. That's some good planning right there. That was amazing. <laughs> well, and I, I joined the John Maxwell team because I remember I had a lot of John Maxwell books. And after my, oh, for those of you who don't know, I was in a car accident and it erased my memory. So I lost many years of my life, my education, a lot of things. And I didn't know who I was, but people kept telling me I was a leader. And I'm like, a leader of what? They're like, oh no, you're in, you're in a, you know, Toastmasters, you're all over the place, you're doing politics. I'm like, I am? I don't remember any of this. But I saw a lot of books and they all said John Maxwell. And I didn't know what that meant. And that's why I joined the John Maxwell team. A friend said, Michelle, you're a big John Maxwell person. I said, who's that? They do, you might want to pick up one of those books and you might want to go join the team. It might trigger you. So I went into the John Maxwell team to trigger my memory hoping that it would bring back all my other memories, you know, cause that's how your brain works. You, you lose mm -hmm. the things and then you just need one thing that clicks it and everything else starts popping back in. And so that's why I joined the John Maxwell team and realized one, everything I learned was still there. It just needed to be reignited. But mm -hmm. two, that team of people, that family of the John Maxwell team I needed the encouragement from those people, that love, that that family, that communion. And I didn't realize I needed it. So yes, it helped me with my leadership. Yes, it helped me build my coaching business, but it helped me become whole again. And I told you before um, we got on the, the, the call here, before we got on went live, that I was running from God. I was running from him. I thought he he wanted to get me and I was all these terrible things were happening because he was out to get me. I did something. And it was in the John Maxwell team that I, you know, because John Maxwell does his uh, sermon. He does, oh, absolutely. does yes. a sermon. And I didn't know it was a sermon or I wouldn't have went in. And um, I went in and they said that, you know, he said, you know, close your eyes and he was doing something. I can't remember what he was doing. But the next thing I knew, I had run from the back of the room. There was like 5,000 people in that room. Yes, I've been in one of those. Room, and I was at the front of the room holding his hand when I opened my eyes. I don't remember getting there. I don't remember going there. And I was holding his hand at the stage and he was smiling at me. And I went, I found God again in that community. And no, I have to say this, John Maxwell team, yes, he's, he's, a, he's a pastor. Yes, he has a big church, but there's every denomination there. There are non-believers there. He doesn't push religion. It's just something that happened to me. And it was the best thing that could have ever happened to me because now you see who I am. And You're back. I'm You're back. Listen, I, I was in one of those uh, events like you and I remember uh, it was voluntary. You didn't have to go. And, and I went and I was so amazed at all of the people and um, the joy of recognizing and finding their creator and, and being becoming aware of who they were and whose they were. And I remember asking God and saying, why, uh, how did he get all of these people into this room and move uh, with all of these different thoughts and beliefs and personalities and everything. And, and when I go back home, it's nothing like this. And I remember I, I just heard it just as clear, uh, God saying, 
because John went to them. He wasn't waiting on them to come to you. And that let me know, okay, Yvette, you're supposed to be in the marketplace. Be out. Right. I uh, was trying to keep myself sheltered in and I would go and speak and share and teach on, I would teach and share on uh, women, on the marketplace, on self-awareness, emotional intelligence, and all of these things. And afterwards, women would just come up to me and say, can you pray with me? And I'm going, but I didn't, I didn't say anything, you know, um, I, but it, what it was, it was just the light. And I found my place and I realized there are so many people and so many women that need encouragement. They need the love. They need life. They need to find out or become self-aware of the wonderful gifts and the beautiful person that they were created to be. But I couldn't do it behind four walls. I had to share the gifts within me to the marketplace and to the world. That's why I've got a show. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Be the light. Just be. You don't have to go out. We don't have to go out and tell people what we are. We are who we are. And Absolutely. we live it every day in, in everything we do. And for those of you who are out there doing, well, I don't know why they're talking about this God. No, we are. It's who we are. And good people are good people. And when we live in the light, that's what we do. Yeah. I, I put an acronym together that kind of reminds me about that. And I share it actually in our book, TLC, Teams, Leaders and Change. And I call it grace. And I use it. And we know what grace is for us. I use it um, for emotional intelligence or to help women to actually um, project themselves as assertive but not aggressive because we've been accused of being overly aggressive many times as females when we're really not, when we assert ourselves. Mm -hmm. But um, the, the G was in grace was uh, good vibes, creating good vibes and trust. And then the R is recognizing each person as a contributor. We're all part of a team, regardless of the, the circle that you're in. If you're working with someone, recognize each team member. It creates a healthy relationship and a healthy environment and culture. And then A was accountability, uh, maintaining a sense of responsibility. We're all put here on the earth for a reason, whether it's in the marketplace, in the home, it doesn't matter. Be accountable for what you are created to produce and provide. And then C was character. You are who you are uh, by uh, the way you present yourselves when you're fulfilling your purpose. That's character for me. And then excellence. Always do everything that we do should be done with excellence uh, because we're representing more than just ourselves. And so I tell people all the time, extend the grace. Extend yourself grace. Because many times as women, we don't do that. In the marketplace, we don't do that. Uh, even in, as parents, our sisters, brothers, friends, we, we extend grace to everyone but ourselves. Exactly. And we need to learn to give grace. I say that a lot when someone's having a, a bad day or they think someone's attacking my do Give them grace. You don't mm -hmm. know what's going on in their world. Give yourself grace because just give yourself grace. <laughs>
<laughs> we're so hard on ourselves, especially women are really hard on ourselves. And we need to learn to just, you know, it's okay. It is. I'm not perfect. It's okay. We're not meant to be perfect. None of us are. It is. That's absolutely right. And I was, I keep looking at the name mental shift and that is a mental shift that we have to make is to extend that grace to ourselves and remind ourselves we're not, we're not, we're not perfect in our own skin and our own self, but we can be the best person that we can be. And then God gives us his, his supernatural on top of our natural and, and we fulfill a purpose. I'm, I'm attempting to type it into the chat while I'm doing it and it's not working. <laughs> it's not working. I'm not that good. I have to look down. Uh, but so, <clears throat> oh, so they put it in here. They, they put each of your, um, of your acronyms. So the word grace. So if you're wondering in the chat, why it's coming up that way, it's grace, good vibes, recognizing each person, accountability, character, and excellence spells grace. So remember that, give grace. I think that carries a long way in our lives. Um, I try to tell young women that I'm fortunate enough to to meet and be able to mentor uh, outside of coaching. I like to try to mentor as many young women as I can, especially in the marketplace, um, so that they can become more self-aware and realize that the gifts that they've been given, they're not to hide, they're put there to shine. And I think that is so important. I believe that's important uh, with with your show and what you do. I know that you are affecting millions of people around the globe by what you're sharing and what you're doing and your story and your testimony to, to sit, you know, to be able to say I was in an accident and I lost everything and now I have it back. I continue to tell you, you do not look like what you've been through. <laughs> You know, I'm still going through the whole breast cancer thing too. So it's like, but you got to, you, you smile through it because it's when you go through life changing and death defying things like this, you realize that it's the little things that truly count. The waking up in the morning is the biggest blessing and people wake up and complain and wait and look for some miracle when they mm-hmm. don't realize that the miracle is that you opened your eyes in the first place. Learn to appreciate those little things. And that's why I'm so happy and so proud to know you that you go out into the marketplace and help people become self-aware of how amazing they truly are. And one of the things I learned after regaining myself, and I'm still working with my brain injury. I still don't have things in my brain that are mm-hmm. they're gone forever. And it's okay because maybe they were hurting me. They were probably holding me back. So it's good. I just keep moving. But what I learned from all of this is when I stopped playing small, when I started stepping into what I was really good at. So I got it, had an accident. Okay. So I did it not because I had to, well, I did, I did it because if I dwelled on the things I couldn't do and I had to work hard to get to, I would have given up. What I focused on is what can I do today? Well, I could speak today. I could say five words. Okay, those are my new five words. I'm going to use those and manipulate them so people understand what I'm going to do. Um, I can hold my spoon today. Um, I can walk without falling for an hour. You know, I, I had all these little things that I was grasping onto of successes. Mm-hmm. And I learned, focus on what I can do, not what I can't do. And I will gain more can-dos. 
So think about that, people who are watching right now. That's wonderful. Focus on what you can and you will get more cans. If you focus on what you can't, you will get more cans. So if you're out there playing small because you're afraid, that's one of your cans. Go do it afraid. And once you go do whatever you're afraid of doing because you don't want to shine too bright, you don't want to be too loud, you don't want to be too bossy, whatever it is someone told you you were when mm -hmm. you were doing that, don't listen. Go be you. Go shine. Because when you're shining, more of these gifts that you have unfold out of you so fast. If you look at my past, in 2014 is when I lost my memory. I was down for two years not speaking or walking. Two years. Wow. I came out of it saying I will and I can. And look at how fast my path to success has happened because I don't stand in the shadows. That's part of my message. Do it afraid. You're afraid because you don't want to fail. You won't. Just get back up again and you have it. So go be the best version of you. As Dr. Amanda says, you will get what you can. Go shine. Absolutely. Yeah, it, it's powerful. And when you play small, the only thing you're hurting is the rest of the world because God gave us the gift to shine in that gift. You're the only one who has it. Absolutely. I remember when I left um, the marketplace as a program manager and started Live LLC, I had so many people thinking she has lost her mind. <laughs> I mean, I gave up a lot because, but at the same time, I knew this was what I was supposed to do. And I wouldn't be here right now talking to you today and being able to encourage and share with the people that are watching if I hadn't taken that step of faith. Was I afraid? Absolutely. But like you said, I did it afraid. And that's what we have to do so many times. Um, we have to think about who am I robbing if I don't do this? Yeah. Who am I holding back because I'm afraid to take that first step? What, who's, you know, how many lives could we uh, help and affect if we just stepped out there and did it afraid? Did, do it anyway. Just it anyway. And fall, fall forward, fail forward. Fail forward. And, you know, John Maxwell says sometimes we win, sometimes we learn. Mm-hmm. You never lose. We learn. And it's okay to learn. In fact, I look forward to learning something different every day. I was so nervous to be on your show. And I was I had to do what you said. I did it afraid. Okay. If you had seen me preparing, I'm going, you would say, Oh, Yvette, calm down. <laughs> People tell me that I was afraid to be on your show. I, I am the nicest lady. I will not let you fall. I got you. <laughs> I, I, I have felt so at home and, and, and such warmth coming from you and your, your testimony uh, just builds me up and encourages me even more. So thank you so much for what you give to all of us. Thank you. And, and, and that's why I was telling you is Paul Martinelli. He was the president before of the John Maxwell team. Right. He said, someone is waiting for your voice. Now think about someone who had to do everything afraid. I couldn't walk or talk for two years. I never knew when my brain was gonna stop working. 
I'm a professional speaker. Incredible. <laughs> I mean, you are a walking miracle is what you are. <laughs> I'm just laughing because I do everything afraid because I never know when my brain's going to stop, you know, and it's like, and if it stops, then it's okay. It was meant to stop because whoever I'm with is supposed to be doing something else. I mean, I, I have this rational rationalize in my brain that it is what it is. It happens as it happens. Go just do your best version of you and just keep going. And that's a, a big message to all the women out there who are listening and all the men too. And anyone who wants to work with Dr. Yvette Rice, you need to go to, well, find the live, okay? L-L-V-E, L-L-C. She's on Facebook, find Yvette Rice. She's the, there's a lot of Yvette Rice's, but no one with the, the L-L-V-E, okay? You can find her rather easily. If you want to talk to her more, reach out to her. She's got her um, her email easily accessible. Can you say that out loud again? It's Y-V-E-T-T-E dot R-I-C-E at L-L-V-E dash L-L-C dot com. Reach out to her because this is a woman making a difference in the world. And if you need her, if she's resonating with you, reach out to her. That's why we do shows like this on Mental Shift, because we I want people to see and hear the voices that they're meant to hear and see. And when they're, I believe that's how spirit works. And if you happen to be on this and you happen to go by and you see a face and you do, oh, that's interesting. That is meant for you. That's why we do this with video and audio. It's because we're reaching out for those of you who need to hear whatever we're saying. So if you've heard this right now, reach out. Now, Yvette, we only have like two minutes left. Our hour is done. I cannot believe it. Isn't it crazy how fast it goes? I know. What word of advice, what words of advice would you like to leave the audience with that last two minutes that we have? You're out there. You have gifts and abilities. You have talents. You have grace covering you. Live every day to the fullest. Take an opportunity to to share who you are with the world. Don't be afraid. Don't hide the gifts inside. Go out, do it afraid if you have to. If there's a book you want to write, don't be afraid. Tell your story. Someone else will be blessed and encouraged by it. And ladies, know that you were put on this earth for a reason. You have your own fingerprints. You're supposed to leave your own mark. I love that. You have your own fingerprints. You need to leave your own mark and stand proud in who you are every day and homework for all of you. Look in the mirror and every day add to the list of what is beautiful, gorgeous, glorious, and brilliant about you. We must build ourselves up from the inside out to wait for the world on the outside to build you. It's not going to happen. It must come from you. And when you pick up the book, Resilient, a key to being brilliant, you can find it on Amazon. When you pick up that book, you will realize that in order to be resilient, the key is in you. The key is not outside of you. 
So go be the best version of you. Find the key in you that helps you ignite that fire in you to be the shining bright star that you are. Uh, Dr. Rice, thank you so much for being with me today. Um, I appreciate everything you're doing in the world and I hope people do reach out to you. And um, I look forward to meeting you in person one day. We'll have to do that with the Dr. Amanda Goodson too, because I really want to meet all of you real in person. I look forward to that as well. And thank you so much for having me. It has been such a joy and a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Good night, everyone. Please join us on Mental Shift next week, Tuesday, 7.30 Mountain Time and 10.30 a.m. Wednesday in the Philippines. Until next week, be the best version of you and be unapologetic.